I can say this, it's been one of the most uh, difficult years of coaching I've ever had. We've had a, to have our eyes open to do things a little differently and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely turned into a positive um, from the adversity that the kids have been through. Uh, this has probably been the quickest year and the most fun uh, that, that me, myself and our staff has had um, since we've been here and that's, we're going on 16 years now. Um, so it's just, it's a joy to be around and we just want to keep it going. Welcome to the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast presented by WFXR Sports. I'm your host, David DeGuzman. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DDeGuzmanTV. For spelling it correctly, it's D-D-E-G-U-Z as in zebra, M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy TV. This is episode number 14, week number 13, you can call it, or as we're going to call it, Playoffs week number two. It's the region semifinals in the VHSL. And this week we're featuring the undefeated Lord Botatot Cavaliers and the resurgent Hidden Valley Titans coming off its first playoff win since 2013. Pretty spectacular season for both Hidden Valley and Lord Botatot. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But first, we're going to look back at our previous game of the week. It's in the private schools, the Division Three final in the VISAA between Roanoke Catholic and St. Michael's. Roanoke Catholic in its sixth straight state final appearance, going for their fourth state title in a row. St. Michael's, the new kids on the block, only in their third year of existence and their first year competing in the VISAA. They made it all the way to the final. They made the visit to Vineyard Park in Roanoke. And with the call of the highlights from our Game of the Week from last week, as always, here's Sports Director Jermaine Farrell. And now, the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week, sponsored by Don Hudson Insurance. Let's go out to Vineyard Park and vent a cold week of practice. Both teams ready for a chilly night of action. Late in the first quarter, it's scoreless. And you see the Celtics, they are going to have the ball on the four-yard line. And Kwan Ray runs it to the far sideline. Touchdown, 6 nothing Catholic. Second quarter, same score, the Warriors. How about this? They're going to roll to the outside. Jalen Smith explodes to the outside, gets that touchdown, tying it at six with the block extra point. Late in the second quarter, Catholic down 12-6, and this is going to be Adrian Worley moving around, going deep, hauls it in as Marquise Adams to the one-yard line. That would lead to a touchdown to tie the game. But after a Warrior field goal, the Catholic went down 15-12. Third quarter, same score. How about this? El Amin Sharif plows his way into pay dirt. Touchdown, Catholic up 18-15. Less than 10 seconds to go in the game. Championship on the line. Jalen Smith rolling around. He's going to find Chris Wormley back in the end zone. Heartbreak for Catholic. Clinching the title for St. Michael as St. Michael defeats Rona Catholic 22-18 in the Division Three final. So a heartbreaking loss for Roanoke Catholic as they lose in the final seconds against St. Michael's. So it will be the first time in four years that we've seen a different champion other than the Celtics lift the Division Three trophy. After the game, we caught up with head coach Bob Price. 
Christ, not the outcome uh, you probably wanted or planned for. What was it about St. Michael that proved to be very challenging for you guys today? Well, I thought they had a scheme pretty well. They came out with a lot of heart. They played, they played fast. They played strong. And uh, we just made too many mistakes. It really came down to that last play down there when they scored that touchdown. Was there anything that your team could have done differently there? Well, he got away from one of our one of our guys, but you know it doesn't always come down to the one play. I know that was a big play of the game, but uh, we made too many other mistakes to just you know blame it on one play. What was your message to the team? We heard you say you know keep your heads up and you want to come back here, obviously. Well, absolutely, you know proud of them for what they've accomplished, but we've got to let this uh, bad taste that we've got in our mouth. We've got to we've got to drive that uh, let that drive us to do a better job in the off season, so we'll come back. And to the senior class who's been able to bring this team here for the last four years, what's your message to them and what's the legacy that they leave behind here? You know, I love every one of them. You know, we just, we just, they have, they have left us with leadership and it didn't go the way we wanted it tonight, but it's, uh, tomorrow's a new day and uh, we'll start next week, get ready for next year. Nino, this is just a heartbreaking loss so far involved. Uh, what's the thing you're most proud of with this team this year? I'm proud of, I'm proud of the team for the way they continue to grow together. And um, we didn't play our best football tonight. And, uh, but I'm proud of our boys for uh, sticking together, playing hard, and um, I'm proud of them. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Bob Price vowing to his team that they will return to the state championship game. Uh, probably as early as next year, they're going to take the pain from the loss to St. Michael's and use that as motivation going into next season. Uh, certainly nothing to hang their heads over, though. 9-2, and two, a pretty good year, but not up to par with Rono Catholic standards. So we'll see how they bounce back next year. So the private schools are done for the season, but still plenty of action Moving forward, we're into, as we said earlier, the region semifinals in the VHSL playoffs, and we're going to focus our attention on Lord Botetot and Hidden Valley, both teams competing in Class 3D. And this should be a very interesting matchup. Uh, there's a lot of storylines going into this one. As we mentioned earlier, both teams overcoming injuries to get to this point. We're going to start our preview with a look at Hidden Valley. Uh, this is a team that had three wins last year, has really surprised a lot of people, probably everyone except themselves. It's a team that has been really motivated by the senior class. How big the senior class is and how tight-knit they are is uh, an interesting aspect of this story around Hidden Valley. Uh, here is head coach Scott Weaver as we caught up with him at practice on a Tuesday as they're preparing for this big matchup against the undefeated Lord Botetot Cavaliers. Again, Coach Scott Weaver here on the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast. All right, Coach Weaver, um, you know, all the playoff teams that come into this week, it's kind of like keep doing what you've been doing all year that got you to this point. What's the message to your team going to this week of practice? You know, just continue to try and get better. Um, you know, the last two weeks we've, we've played really well. We still have some things we've got to clean up on, uh, particularly turnovers. So, you know, that's our focus. You know, we're going into a ball game that's going to be super physical. It's a really good opponent and uh, just trying to get prepped for it. What are the things that kind of stuck out to you about how well this team is playing in the last two weeks? 
You know, we've just been complete offensively. Uh, we've been balanced running and throwing the ball, and, and defensively, we've been the most physical team two weeks in a row, which is what you want to be. Well, that helps going into a game against Lord Botetourt that hasn't lost a game uh, this season. So, what at first sticks out about you know how the Cavaliers are playing? They're big, they're strong, and they're well coached, uh, and they're eleven and zero for a reason. How do you try to prepare your team for that? Uh, you know, we're going to come in and we're going to play Hidden Valley football. We're going to be match their physicality. Uh, you know, obviously it's contrasting styles offensively, uh, and we're just going to do what we do. When we last spoke, we talked about how different this team was compared to last year. How has this team grown since the last time I spoke with you guys? Yeah, we just we continue to to grow as a team. You know, we've we've had injuries just like everybody else, and the next guy steps in and. Uh, for the most part, we hadn't skipped a beat, which you know, for a high school football team, that's hard to do. So we're, we're proud of our kids for that. And we talk about how you know tight, especially the senior class is. Um, are they playing with a little bit more oomph and emotion, kind of like using obviously the playoffs as a lot of motivation, knowing that you know they're going on a pretty good run here that hasn't been seen in a while. You know, we're just trying to to meet our own expectations. Sure. You know, our expectations are to, to be in the playoffs and to win in the playoffs, um, and that's not going to change here. How has the team, especially, again, your senior leaders, really been stepping up both on the field and off the field that's kind of made the difference for you guys in the last couple of weeks? You know, as a coach, sometimes years blend together and, you know, you do it so long. Uh, this has probably been the quickest year and the most fun uh, that, that me, myself, and our staff has had um, since we've been here. And that's we're going on 16 years now. Um, so it's just it's a joy to be around, and we just want to keep it going. It sounds like you know all the teams I talk to, aside from winning a state championship, they really want to get to Thanksgiving weekend. For, uh, getting to that weekend is kind of like you know a huge accomplishment for a lot of teams. What is it going to mean to not only you guys as a coaching staff to see this team grow, but also a lot of these players who haven't felt that success in a while? What is it going to mean for them to get that far? You know, anytime you're practicing on Thanksgiving, one, it's a blessing. Um, you know, and people outside of football probably wouldn't get that. You know, you want to practice on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's just one of those things where you know it's a successful year if you're still if you're still in it then. And um, you know, our kids have the ability to do that. And um, you know, we hope they just come out and play to their potential. What's Friday's game going to come down to? Uh, physicality and turnovers. Um, if we're if we match their physicality and don't turn the ball over, um, it's going to be a real sporty game. We're looking forward to it, Coach. Thank you very much. Yep, Good luck on you. Friday. Our thanks to Scott Weaver for his time and his insight going into this matchup against Lord Botetot. We're going to stay with Hidden Valley and we're going to catch up with a player who hasn't seen much time on the field this year. And it's because he suffered a devastating ACL injury in week two of the season. His name is Luke Arner. He is a middle linebacker and he's a senior on the Hidden Valley Titans. Uh, he had goals of being an all-state first team player. Uh, instead, he saw his season and his career come to an end, uh, his high school playing career at least. Um, we spoke for a while about the injury and how he learned to deal with it, his recovery, uh, both physically and mentally, and how he's really stepped up as a leader despite the fact that he couldn't be on the field. So here is my interview with Hidden Valley senior Luke Arner right here on the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast. I guess we can start. We can start with you know how you got injured. Uh, you know week two. 
Um, that must yeah. be right. And you're a senior, right? So, I mean, yeah. I guess how devastating was it that? Was, it was It was definitely a devastating blow. It was uh, been working super hard all off season uh, with the team and individually on my own, uh, trying to become the best player and the best leader. Because I'm one of the captains, just been trying to set an example, working hard for the for the team. And so I was really expecting to to go. I was hoping to be an all state, uh, first team all state player. Um, and then second season, a uh, second game of the season, I got hurt. Um, so it was definitely a devastating blow. But I was able to continue to work hard with the team and continue to to push them and help them. And so. Uh, obviously, in the end, it's about the, the team success more than myself. So um, I'm able to help still, and so hoping just the team can keep going. Emotionally, what's this been like for you? Uh, it's kind of bittersweet in the fact that you know you're watching your team succeed, but yeah. also you really want to be on the field. Yeah, definitely. It's been hard to watch from the sideline. Uh, warm-ups are definitely the, the hardest part because you're getting all hyped up and you just want to go get into the game, but uh, then you can't get a, uh, watch from the sidelines. Um, it's hard. It's definitely... The first, the first week or two was definitely the hardest, but then I, I realized I got to stop feeling bad for myself and just start just start helping out the team and stop being so selfish and stuff. So Yeah, you're a lot of pity party, just, you know, don't <laughs> have it last too long. Right, um, exactly, yeah. Physically, uh, you know, how have you kind of been working to, you know, getting better, uh, you know, to, I know you haven't been able to do much, but I'm sure you've been trying to yeah. do as much as you can. Yeah. What's it been like, the recovery process? Uh, it's been, it's been pretty difficult. Um, so I got injured and then there was an opening 10 days after for the surgery to be able to, to happen but in order for you have the surgery you have to be able to get your leg completely straight and my leg was at about a 30 degree angle and I couldn't straighten any farther so I had to, to sit with my leg propped up with a sandbag on my knee pressing it down um, to try and get it straight in the 10 days that happened so that was probably one of the one of the worst parts but then um, after surgery um, I wasn't able to lift my leg my leg was completely I couldn't feel it and the muscles were so weak that I couldn't lift it so I've, I've come a long way from there uh, we got out of the brace a few weeks ago um, starting to do some muscle training now and so it's hard and vigorous but um, I've been working hard for four years at football so it's it's nothing else so. yeah. you play any other sports uh, no okay Just so football. This, this was kind of it for you this is it, yeah. <laughs> no big deal but anyway like looking positively I mean what has it been like to watch this team succeed I mean you, you, you compare last year to this year right. um, and you could call it maybe a breakout year, although you probably right. have like thought, like, no, we've, we've been this talented for a while. Yeah. Uh, what has it been like to kind of watch from the sidelines uh, and see this team succeed? It's been, it's been uh, hard to not be on the field with them, but it's been great because I've been playing with these, uh, these guys. I started playing my freshman year, so I've been playing with them for four years, and we had a, a great JV team my freshman year, and then we've all just kind of been waiting for the senior year to happen. We've got tons of talent um, in the senior class, and so we've been, we were working hard, and last year we, we were expected to do a lot better than we did. We ended up 3-7, and seven, and so that kind of helped motivate us into the offseason. We worked, I think, harder than we ever have. And we really, we've because there's so many seniors um, that are all starting, uh, we're, we're really close together and we're really just pushing each other in the offseason. So it's great to see that that's actually paying off now and uh, all the work that we did in the offseason is coming as a success on the field. So. When you look back at this year, are there any wins that kind of stick out to you the most that, you know, that kind of maybe validated how talented this team is? Um, I think PH was a, was a really big one. Mm-hmm. We didn't beat them. It was, was yeah. going to be a 10-year streak on us. Uh, we ended up... Uh, winning there and then William Burr was even a great win because we didn't beat them in four or five years. Uh, Pulaski was a big one as well because um, they were eight and two I believe and so it was a big one to get over them. So, Well if you guys can win this week I think that would go up there as one of the, the biggest wins yeah. of, of the season. Yes. When you look at Lord Botetot, I mean they're physically huge. I yes. mean what is it about that team that presents a challenge for you guys and, and how do you guys as a team and maybe even you as kind of like a, a coach in training right. try to prepare yourselves for that? Uh, yeah, so they're they're really big up front, so the trenches are going to be a, a big place that we're focusing on, the O-line and D-line. We really got to be able to move uh, big guys around, so we're working hard on the O-line and D-line and um, 
And then we just, they've got a really good running back, uh, Hunter Rice, number four. He's hes a great player, and so we got to work on our middle linebackers are going to be able to get to him and tackle him. So, When you're sitting on the sidelines and watching these games, what little things are you seeing kind of like as a coach in training that you never noticed when you were out there playing? Um, well, I kind of start to realize the, the areas that I was weak in. A lot of uh, my predecessor, or Steven, um, he stepped up. I'm able to see the problems that I used to have that he's had. So I'm able to have a perspective where I can help him because I struggled with the same thing. So I'm able to show him how I was able to deal with those and help him through and grow as a player. Talk about the senior class. I mean, you guys are huge. But you guys are also, like, super close. Yeah. So how, how does that kind of work in terms of how cohesive you guys are and, you know, how you guys have really bonded, especially over the last couple of weeks as, you know, you're finishing up district play and now you're in the playoffs? Yeah, it's been, it's been great because we hang out um, – not only on the football field, but outside the football field. Uh, where friends are able to joke with each other, we're able to push each other a lot harder. And um, no matter if there's a, a dispute on the field or something, we just, we, we're brothers at heart, so we were able to go at each other, bang heads, and then we're able to um, stand up afterwards and joke about it and we're able to have fun. And it just brings us closer together. We're able to really push each other. And definitely, I mean, you could say that you guys have definitely been playing for each other. How does it feel to get guys playing for you, knowing that, like, you know, you can't be out there? Yeah, it's great, um, especially the, the game I got hurt. Uh, everyone was kind of rallying around and like, let's win this for Luke. And um, certainly it was, a, it was a great win to get over William Burton. It was just it was awesome to see the guys come together. And then the, the game after uh, my surgery was Glenbury. I wasn't able to attend because I was still um, – I'm still on bed rest at my house, and so, but my dad was able to FaceTime me into the game, and then after we got the win over Glenver, uh, my dad like went onto the field, and they all stormed it to the camera. It was just really neat to, to have them all there. What has it meant to you to really still be part of this team, to really play an active role as much as you can? Because, I mean, you could have easily just been like, all right, well, my season's done. I'm going to just go home. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, there were definitely moments where that, that seemed like an option, but then um, I just realized they voted me on as a captain, so they obviously put a, a level of trust in me that I would lead them, and so I obviously am still in a position where I can, I can lead and motivate them and push them to be better and to be the, the best team they can be, even if I'm not there working alongside them. And what does it mean to you to be a captain on this team? Uh, it, was a, it was a really big honor. Um, I started out playing as a, as a kicker, and then I've been able to work up, and I saw my brother come to the program. He became a, a really good wide receiver here, and he kind of was an inspiration to me to, to push myself, and I, I worked hard, and I ended up junior year was the first year I played middle linebacker, and I was able to start then, and then receiving captain after four years was just a, was a really big honor, and it's really nice to know that the, the guys trust me as a, as a leader um, to push them. All right, winding down here, uh, what would it mean to you guys, especially you, to be able to be Botetot, top seed yeah. and also to, to, to play and, and practice on Thanksgiving weekend that's kind of the dream for so many people in, in yeah. Virginia that's been the goal our, our head coach coach Weaver he always talks about that he says if you're playing on Thanksgiving if you're practicing on Thanksgiving you're doing something right and so our goal is every year that I've been playing has always been trying to get to Thanksgiving and trying to be Thanksgiving the hope is that we don't have Thanksgiving travel plans because we're, we're playing football so well, from what you've seen from this team, what potential do you see for this team to beat Botetide? I mean, what do you think this game is going to come down to? Um, they're big up front, but we definitely have the, the size and the muscle to, to push them around, I believe. And um, I think we have the, the speed and the skill that we need to, to get a good offensive push on them. So I think we'll be able to, to put up a good fight. All right, we're looking forward to it. Thanks for the time, man. Thanks for the story. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Our thanks to Luke Arner for his time and sharing his story of how he's had to overcome an injury, uh, how he's had to 
deal with the fact that he isn't able to play football anymore in high school and how he's been able to stay with the team. Also, our thanks to Scott Weaver once again for giving us the access. It's not every day that we get to talk with a player who's not even going to be playing in the game that we're previewing, but says a lot about how much of a part of the Titans that Luke Arner is, even though he's injured and was dealing with an injury. Uh, So uh, our thanks to both of them for their time and uh, best of luck to Hidden Valley as uh, they try to make it to the region final. Now we shift our attention to the opponent for Hidden Valley, and that is the Lord Botetot Cavaliers. What a season it's been for them. They've overcome injuries themselves, and it wasn't just any injury. It was injuries to two star players. Uh, First, it was Hunter Rice, the star running back who accumulated so much yardage. Uh, It was expected to be a major player for the team this season. Went down with an injury. Didn't come back until the game against Northside um, a couple weeks ago. Um, Also, an injury to the quarterback, a running back turned quarterback, Evan Eller. Uh, He went down in week number three in the home opener against Bluefield, and he is not able to come back to the playing field uh, in his high school career. So his playing days in high school are done. Um, We spoke with Lord Botetat head coach Jamie Harless on how his team overcome all of that adversity to come up with the first perfect regular season since 1961. And now all eyes and attention and focus is on winning the school's first ever state title. This team made an appearance in the state final in 2015, lost to Magna Vista, uh, lost in the state semifinals last year. And the focus since then is trying to make it to that state final and win that elusive championship. So our preview of Lord Botetot begins with a conversation with head coach Jamie Harless right here on the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast. Coach, uh, this is a team that, you know, has overcome injuries and has <laughs> many like injuries that. and also has uh, come up with the best season that we've seen in decades. What has led to that kind of success for you guys? Just kids keep stepping up. Um, you know, Dylan Wade stepped in um, when, when Hunter broke his leg. He's still doing a great job. Um uh, I, I can't say enough good things about uh, James Ryan Salvi. He has just done a fabulous job. Yeah, you've had numerous players step up. That's easier said than done when you say next man up. What were some of the growing pains that they had to overcome? It's nothing. It's just it's like anything else. You can ask any coach as the season goes along. You kind of evolve anyway. You start, you know, we're all, we're all geniuses in the preseason. We all are. We all have it figured out. And it's kind of like, you know, I compare the preseason kind of like your teenage years. You got it all figured out, and then life kind of directs you in the way that you need to be directed. And you know, we, we've had a, to have our eyes open to do things a little differently. And uh, you know, it's 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 definitely turned into a positive um, from the adversity that the kids have been through. And you know, I can say this: it's been one of the most uh, difficult years of coaching I've ever had. What's it been like to have Hunter back over the last couple of weeks? And not just, you know, obviously the talent he brings on the field, but also the intangibles of him, you know, kind of stepping up, being a leader by example and all that. Well, the the, the thing about him uh, that makes him very difficult if you're playing against him is uh, we don't have to get everybody blocked. Yeah. We just got to block most of them. And if we get most of them blocked, it's normally a positive result. So, um, you know, anybody would like to have that one. 
I know it's been tough with Evan not on the team, but he's also been around the team. What's the kind of advice that he's been giving you guys? No, you know, Evan's the consummate leader. He's he's there all, you know, he's there to, for the kids, for help, you know. Had a great conversation with his dad, um, uh, I guess, yesterday, just talking about Evan, you know, talking about his message about him, you know, having an injury, you know, being around some younger kids, middle school, uh, kind of preteen kids, and how much it's touched those kids and inspired them. To what we've seen on the field, I mean, last week against William Byrd, uh, that first half, was that kind of a wake-up call for you guys? How do you, uh, you, know, you take away from that? <laughs> you know, nothing's ever as bad as it seems and nothing's ever as good as it seems. And, you know, um, you go back and you analyze those two quarters. Uh, we're, we're two fumbles and a penalty uh, away from it being a shutout. Um, I think they had 45 yards in the first half, and I'll take that against anybody. So, you know, sometimes expectations are maybe a little bit different. Here's the other thing. I think maybe people don't realize we Bird's a pretty good football team too. So William Bird is, was not a typical eight seed, I can tell you that right now. Um, you talk about a team that was within five points of beating up Pulaski County. That's a team that beat a lot of good teams. You know, you got Pulaski there playing Salem to the end, and uh, they'll be playing Glass this week. So at least a second-round 4A school that they were on or had on the ropes. So they're not chopped liver. On well, this week, here we go again. we got a Hidden Valley team, very hungry, has surprised a lot of people. Uh, what is it about them that you know, presents a challenge for you guys? They fight. You know, they're, uh, you know, I coached against them when I was over at K-Spring. Um, you know, their kids play hard. Um, they play smart. You know, they create a lot of opportunities for themselves. Uh, Coach Weaver and his staff, they do a, a great job. Um, you know, they've, the, they've obviously been through some adversity, a lot of ups and downs, and got a lot of respect for him. And, you know, he puts it, he does everything he can to put a team on the field every year. I think he's got a good football team. Well, obviously. And they're always tough. Yeah, they said you guys are physical, but I think they're they're physical as well. What's Friday's game going to come down to? What, do you, what are the X factors there? It's when, when you get to this time of year, everybody's got players, and it's all about execution. And the motivation also to play and practice on Thanksgiving week, I mean, how much does that mean to you guys, especially with what you guys have had to overcome? Um, I think the motivation is just spending another day yeah. with your teammates. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it on Friday. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Our thanks to Jamie Harless for his time and insight into our Game of the Week matchup between the Cavaliers and the Hidden Valley Titans. Uh, Our final guest on this podcast is James Ryan Salvi. He is the quarterback that stepped in for Evan Eller after Eller went down with an injury during the regular season. He has come up big, uh, 59 passes on 96 attempts, 871 yards, 13 touchdowns in the regular season. And then in the playoff game against William Byrd, uh, Salvi added uh, 7 of 10, 172 yards, and another touchdown for the Cavaliers. In a game that uh, had a bit of a slow start, it was 7-7 at halftime before Lord Botetot pulled away with the 29-7 win in the playoff opener. So, Without further ado, here is my interview with quarterback and senior 
James Ryan Salvi right here on the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast. All right, so your senior year, I mean, what's the senior class kind of been talking about in terms of, you know, obviously you want to make a big run, but it's also, yeah. I mean, any game could be your last game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how are you keeping your emotions in check? Yeah, um, we kind of keep in check that, you know, any game could be our last at this point. Um, we went through the regular season, you know, you always have a next game, but uh, getting to these playoffs, every every snap matters, every game matters, every quarter matters. So um, we try to keep it in our heads that, you know, this could be the last time that you step out on that field. So give it your all while you're at it. How have you guys been able to overcome the emotions of seeing, you know, some of your top players in the beginning of the year go down with an injury? Um, it's kind of motivational, honestly. Um, I mean, it's next man up. Uh, that's what we've been preaching all year to everybody in every position. Um, and we kind of use that as our motivation of, you know, this person can't come out and play anymore. So it's our job to play for them and to play for that win so they can get the glory for it, you know. Even during the injuries, I mean, what's Evan and Hunter kind of been like as, as leaders, along with you, you know, mm-hmm. on that senior class? How have you guys all kind of come together, maintain that message, maintain mm-hmm. that focus? Yeah, so, I mean, before the season, you know, you never expect any of these things to happen. And having Evan out here and practicing and everything, it's kind of like it still was, except for, you know, he's not all on that field with us. And um, that kind of hit us all pretty hard. So uh, we came together and we kind of came up with this plan as we're not going to let you down and we're going to do everything in our power on the field to do it for you. So It's been next man up, but that's kind of easier said than done. How have you stepped up? How What was the adjustment like for you? Um, so last year uh, I kind of rotated in a little bit, but the adjustment was, it was pretty smooth. I knew I was going to get some reps. Um, but then, you know, obviously when somebody comes up to you and says at halftime at the Bluefield game, you know, it's you now. You're, you're getting 100% of the snaps. Um, kind of hit me a little bit, but I tried to stay calm, do what I needed to do, um, and just play my game. How would you say you're a different player now compared to, I mean, let's say like week two of the season? Um, I think I'm definitely more of a leader. I definitely kind of thought to myself, you know, I have to be the leader now. You know, our starting quarterback, Evan Eller, is out, and I got to step up. Somebody has to, so why not me? This team has always been, you know, the team that has the target on its back. It's not like that's a new role you had to adjust mm-hmm. to. But how do you guys really embrace that, especially you as a senior? Um, I kind of think of it, I, I mean, I know I use it as motivation. I know everybody else does on the team, too. You know, I mean, if somebody's going to come in here, they're going to have to give it their all, and they're going to have to play a perfect game in order for them to beat us because we're going to do all in our power to, you know, overcome that. Every opponent I've talked to has always talked about how physical you guys play. Where does that come from besides the chocolate milk? And, uh, yeah. I mean, how do you kind of counter every opponent that is coming at you? Um I give it all to the scout team in practice, kind of. Um, in practice, we always go hard. Um, we always make sure that the scout team is executing and as well as the offense and the defense that's out there is executing properly. And we kind of go at it like a real game in practice, and that kind of prepares us mentally and physically for the game. What do you think Friday's game is going to come down to? Uh, limiting our turnovers, definitely. We need to limit our turnovers, um, be strong on the defensive side of the ball, and the offense will come. All right, I'll let you get back to practice. Yes, sir. Thanks very much. Thank Good I luck on Friday. It. Thank you. Our thanks to James Ryan Salvi for his time as he prepares to take on Hidden Valley in our game of the week. It's the Class 3 Region 3D semifinals in the VHSL playoffs. And James Ryan Salvi, who was the backup for Evan Eller and has stepped in pretty nicely for the Lord Botetourt Cavaliers, 
done really well. We wish him the best of luck. We didn't even talk about the other quarterback, uh, Hidden Valley's quarterback, Grayson Carroll, because he's been pretty prolific for the Titans this season. During the regular season, throwing for over 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. And then last week in the win over Christiansburg, he was pretty much perfect. Uh, 16 for 27 passes, 260 yards, and a touchdown in the win over Christiansburg. The final score of that game was 39-21. to So should be a good meeting of two quarterbacks who seem to be peaking at the right time. Uh, and a region final spot is on the line here. A chance to practice on Thanksgiving week and play on Thanksgiving weekend. That is always a goal for many teams in Virginia, of course, other than winning a state championship, just to get to Thanksgiving says a lot about how well your season is going. So definitely a lot on the line in our game of the week as we prepare for Hidden Valley and Lord Botetot. We thank you so much for joining us here on the Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week podcast. Of course, we leave you with some housekeeping notes for you. As always, you can watch Friday Night Blitz Fridays at 11 o'clock. That will be the time this week. It's going to be a special time next week, and we'll talk about that next week. But uh, this week, you can catch us Friday, 11 o'clock. Sports Director Jermaine Farrell anchoring our coverage of playoffs week number two. You can follow WFXR Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Just search WFXR Sports. And as always, if you're listening to us, please leave a review and rate our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. We always appreciate the feedback, especially as we wrap up our first full season of doing the Friday Night Blitz game of the week podcast once again thank you so much for joining us here on the friday night blitz game of the week podcast presented by wfxr sports until next time i'm dave de guzman signing off thanks for listening